This is the Top Entrepreneurs Podcast, where founders share how they started their companies and got filthy rich or crash and burn. Each episode features revenue numbers, customer counts, and other insider information that creates business news headlines. We went from a couple of hundred thousand dollars to 2.7 million. I had no money when I started the company. It was $160 million, which is the size of many IPOs. We're bootstrapped. We have like 22,000 customers. With over 5 million downloads in a very short amount of time, major outlets like Inc. are calling us the fastest growing business show on iTunes. I'm your host, Nathan Latka, and here's today's episode. Hello, everyone. My guest today is John Lemp. He's an entrepreneur who has built two internet companies from the ground up into multi-million dollar businesses and all with zero dollars in funding. He graduated from the Rochester Institute of Technology with a Bachelor's of Science in Information Technology. In 2013, he founded Rev Content, a content recommendation network. The company has grown into one of the largest native and content recommendation companies in the world, powering over 250 billion content recommendations per month. John, are you ready to take us to the top? Sure, let's uh, do it. All right, I love this. No funding. Now, are you still bootstrapped or have you raised for rev content? Yeah, we're uh, bootstrapped all the way. Good. Okay, so tell us what the company does and what's your business model? How do you make money? Uh, well, we actually, uh, we power advertising, uh, content recommendations uh, for uh, for major media sites. So, you know, typically, uh, you know, we work with sites like Inc., Fast Company, um, Newsweek, CBS. Uh, and we, uh, you know, if you look at the end of an article, you'll see uh, recommended articles and uh, and that um and you'll see other or recommended ads and you'll see different types of advertisements. So you're you're kind of in the kind of outbrain tableau like that kind of space, right? Ouch. Uh yeah. The uh why yeah, do you say, say, why do you say ouch? No, I would say it's um yeah, I think content rec companies I'd say and, and really the content rec industry has a, a lot to improve on and it's um you know and I think that's that's also really the biggest reason why we're in it. So it's um and that's uh we're excited about just you know looking at things a little bit differently. Uh, than uh, than the traditional companies have. So that's uh, but yeah, that's uh, but I, I would say it's um, you know, there's uh, there's definitely uh, it's, John. It's like, come on, you, you seem like a straight shooter to me. What do you not like about Outbrain? That's uh, well, I'm not gonna. No, I don't want to talk bad about any, anything that. Well, um, what? But but this is critical to why you're in the space. You, you're you're hinting around something. Say it directly. I mean, what is the current space doing that you don't like? I would say the quality of the recommendations, uh, you know, and even our recommendations need to get better. It's, um, you know, I mean, when it comes down to it, it's, uh, you know, the, the reason why we exist is to create an open internet. And we look at this, it's, um, you know, you have sites like Facebook, sites like Google. I mean, they're, they're powering 49% of all internet advertising. And when we look at this, it's, uh, there needs to be some hope. There needs to be an independent third party, uh, that can actually help bring news and media companies out there and, and get, Get people an opportunity to just have different ideas because right now, when it look you look at ideas, if all your ideas are dependent on one or two companies in the algorithm, I mean, literally, if your ideas are not liked by that algorithm, they're dead, they're gone. And what happens? I mean, you talk about new businesses, you talk about anything. It's like I I feel like nobody's really fighting back a, enough, and and that's that's the bigger picture. And when we look at that, you know, what does it mean to do that? It's it means better personalization. It means that we need to actually truly understand who our users are. Uh, we need to be able to give, um, you know, give users the content they want. And I would say it's, uh, you know, you don't have to look very far. I mean, it's, uh, you know, it's, it's very, uh, you know, the content rec- recommendation, I would say, it just needs to get better. So, John, uh, what's, your, what's your business model around this? How do you make money? 
So the way we make money is we actually, um, you know, we have a marketplace with, uh, you know, millions of pieces of content uh, and, and different products uh, and, uh, and people can target. I mean, we have a, one of the most advanced targeting uh, systems out there. People can target at a, a user level so they can target to um, user interests. Uh, based on any kind of interest that a, that a person might have. So, John, just to be clear, this is not a SaaS business. People are paying a CPM or CPC, just like you'd place a Facebook ad. Yep, same thing. So, you could buy either by um, you know by CPC, you could buy it by um, you know uh, uh, you could buy it by CPM, you could buy um, you know different types of ads. And if your ad is uh, high enough yield, then you're gonna get seen. And you could buy uh, you could buy traffic on all the biggest uh, media companies out there. So I want to talk about a high enough yield because you just mentioned the reason you're doing this is because you feel like the content recommendations are great. The people, you know, the small businesses are getting ignored. No one's fighting back. He, he, this is the problem, though, right? The, the nasty headline, the girl with the big boobs, whatever it is, that's going to get more clicks and higher yield. So like you can't fix humans. So how are you going to go fight for the small business? Love, uh, yeah, love, love the quote. It's, uh, but that's, that's the beauty of it. It's actually, we've, um, you know, we've gotten rid of, uh, that type of content. Uh, you know, it's, uh, and, uh, as we got rid of it, our RPMs have continued to go up. So it's really, uh, it's really interesting. Cause I mean, there's a loss of trust, uh, to brands. There's a loss of trust to, um, you know, to the advertisements in general. So the more that you have those types of ads, um, it actually, it actually loses your clickability. Uh, and I think people don't recognize the big, Wait, well, you lose what kinds of ads? Uh, the more you lose the ads that you, so you're like, you're saying the ads that click a lot. Well, if you, if you go to the bottom of every article and you see a bunch of basically soft core porn ads, uh, you're going to stop clicking those. Well, sorry, ads. sorry. I'm not just talking about that switch. People have to put a shock factor in the headline. So they may, it could be what your people are calling fake news. They make up a headline. They know it's going to get clicks. It doesn't have to be soft core porn. My point is though, if your model is an incentive structure based off clicks and yield, you're not, you still have the exact same problem that shit content on Facebook and the news, newsfeed algorithm have. Yeah. And there's two, well, there's, we built in two sides to the algorithm. So you have the quality side, which is actually the understanding of what, um, you know, what generates the click right now, but you also have the understanding of what generates the click long or the, the trust long term. So we've, um, we've looked at that from two sides. So for instance, if you, um, you know, I, I, I give an example. It's like, uh, so you, you have a, a six pack, uh, you know, of, of a guy that men's fitness type ads, like, um, you know, you're actually going to get a lot of girls to click on that, but it's, um, but in reality, it's uh, those are not going to be quality clicks. They might click on it because of shock factor, uh, but they're uh, but they're not really looking to um, you know to to follow through with that. So, how far uh, down the attribution channel can you actually track and go? So we offer full attribution to people that have products, services, whatever whatever you have, and that's another thing is that you our artificial intelligence actually automatically understands what the attribution is uh, and what um you know and what people actually want. So that's a, a big differentiator and. That's a, and a lot of people aren't really looking at things from that aspect of it, but it's, um, but for us, you know, we'd rather people be able to have more control, uh, but also we'd, we'd rather people actually connect with the right, you know, the right products. And if users don't like products, if users complain about products, if users, uh, then, uh, that's going to lower their quality score in our algorithm. And by lowering that, uh, it's going to, um, you know, allow us, we could make a lot more money, um, yeah, by, uh, by not having that as a factor, but it, um, but we actually, have seen that by having that as a factor, it's the better long-term uh, way to go. How do you solve the problem though, where uh, people can still lie and drive sales on a lie and the people buying the lie can be really happy they're buying the lie, right? So, so like, even if it's not good for humanity, you know, it, I mean, lots, and there, I can give many different examples of this. How do you, I mean, this is really what people are putting pressure to mark on, on Facebook right now and in all the other ad networks. I mean, how are you solving this? It's such a difficult problem. 
Yeah, no, I mean, I, I'm definitely, I'm going to say I'm not going to be the first person to, uh, or, or, you know, to solve every aspect of it, but it's, um, but it's, it's really, it's a process and the process is starting with the right goals. Um, and that's, uh, that's what I noticed is the biggest thing. It's, uh, you know, if you start with the right goals, uh, then, um, you know, then you could slowly, uh, I would say, you know, chip away at the problem. But if the goal um, is yield, you're always going to have, you know, people are always going to do shock factor. Like you have to change the incentive structure to fix the problem. Don't you? Yeah. And when you talk about shock factor, it's like, um, you know, I'd say there, uh, you know, it's, I mean, like you said, I mean, you walk down a, a newsstand right now and, and what is the cover going to look like on every single major media? Totally. I mean, there's a reason Murdoch only sold the Disney business and kept the news business, right? It's way more fun <laughs> for him. Yeah, it's, um, no, exactly. It's like, uh, it's, it's funny. So there's, uh, so it, as far as media goes, I mean, uh, you know, are we going to ever perpetually be able to, to root out people getting clicks or getting attention? No. And, and that not necessarily isn't our, um, you know, uh, is not our goal, but if people are going to mislead, if people are going to do something the wrong way, or if it's going to be a product that's not quality, I'd rather say that we, we don't want that on our network. And, you know, it's going to be something that who decides um, that though. It's uh well that's that's the thing is like um you know I, I don't believe I I'm a huge proponent of free speech it's um you know so it's uh I'm talking specifically about more products and things like that um you know because uh you mentioned products and services I, I'm not sitting here to to look to editorialize and and be the person that um you know becomes an editor I really think that that's um you know if we if we as platforms start going down that route um you know and and will we work with guys that, that do things, I would say, uh, intentionally misleading? No, not, not at all. So we don't, uh, we have a zero tolerance policy for that. But um, if but I, for- if- John, let me ask you a different question. If I forced you and I said, John, I have breaking news. Uh, the, the FCC has ruled you can't do like CPM or CPC, like yield based ads anymore on the internet. It's not allowed. What would you change your business model to? Um, I would say it's, uh, you know, so CPC or CPM based yield. Yeah. Like uh, it, it can't, you, you can't monetize like clicks into advertising that way. You have to come up with a new business model in a day. What do you shift to? Um, so you can't monetize clicks. So it's not the click. I mean, it's, uh, you know, I would, I would go to the sale if we, uh, if we go to a sale, if we, uh, if we had to go down that route, so you become an uh, affiliate network. It's, uh, I mean, that, that's actually what my last business was that I, I sold. So it's, uh, <laughs> the, uh, but, um, you know, so it's understanding users, I would say, is the key. I mean, if somebody's going to outlaw all um, uh, all Internet advertising, then, um, you know, what I'm going to do is uh, I'm going to figure out a way for people to just, uh, you know, get content to each other. I mean, there's, um, you know, and there's a, a lot of ways to do that. You don't even have to, you know, uh, I would say you don't have to actually make money from it in that way. And I, I would do any way to, to do it because, I mean, you could still create revenue sources, I yeah. would say, just from uh, exposure. So it's um, to people. So that's, that's good. So if there was no internet advertising, uh, then I would still be fine. We would uh, we would move into a whole different model, but it would be bringing content to each other. What's your team size today? Uh, we're about 150 right now. Okay. Uh, we, we bought a company in Europe last year, so we have a, a base out in uh, Bath, England. We have uh, we bought a Silicon Valley company earlier this year, so we have a base in Silicon Valley. Uh, we have some people, uh, you know, a small team in India, and we have. Uh, we have a uh, uh, most of the people are in our headquarters uh, down here in Sarasota. 
Guys, I get asked all the time, Nathan, you host all these interviews, hundreds of them per month. How do you do them efficiently? And guys, the answer is simple. People always agree to my calendar, back-to-back meetings. I batch my interviews to stay very efficient. And the way that I do it is I use a tool called Acuity Scheduling at nathanlatka.com forward slash schedule. And the reason I use them is very simple. They keep my no-show rate very low because they send out reminders about when the interview or the meeting is coming up. And also they make it very easy to schedule time, right? I don't have to go back and forth via email 10,000 times with people I'm trying to meet with. Okay. At nathanlatka.com forward slash schedule helps me so much. And by the way, Look, I like have so many meetings. I'm the best at meetings, okay? I do them back-to-back, very, very efficient. You guys know me. Many people say I'm the most efficient they've ever seen, okay? So I use the tool. It's so efficient. And by the way, I got Gavin. I said, Gavin, he's the CEO. I said, I want a great deal for my people. He said, Nathan, well, most people get a 14-day trial. Isn't that great? I said, no. He's given us a 45-day free trial at nathanlatka.com forward slash schedule. That's not going to stay up forever, so go get it now. nathanlatka.com forward slash schedule. Now, are you, you're, and again, you're still bootstrapped, right? So are you cash flow positive at this point? Yeah. I mean, we're, we make money. It's like, uh, you know, it's now we do a lot of investment into different things. So it's, uh, so I can't say every single day that we're, uh, you know, yeah. uh, but it's like, uh, I mean, as you know, it's like, um, cause I, we like to make big investments, but it's, um, but yeah, we're, um, yeah, we've been doing, uh, doing solidly and we've been profitable since the beginning. So. Yeah. And when was the beginning? What year? 2013. 2013. And look, I mean, if you're profitable, if I only just take hard count, head cost expenses, ignore all the other expenses, whatever else you spend money on rent, things like that. I mean, if you have 150 people and assuming that pretty average salary of, you know, call it 60 grand, that's, you know, five grand a month ish. If I just multiply those, I mean, you guys are doing well north of 750 a month, right? Yeah, we, um, so according to Inc, I mean, I can't share our current numbers, but according to Inc, we did 184 million last year. Mm-hmm. Um, Top the, line. Yeah. Now is that, was that, was that spend processed or your actual revenue? The, um, that was our actual, uh, that was our, our actual, so that was our gross revenue, I would say. So it's, um, so that's, and which would be our total advertiser spend that's, uh, that's spent in the network. But it's, um, but if you want to know like net, like margin, is that what you're looking for? Well, hold on. Yeah. So people see, whenever I talk to folks in your space, they always, the numbers always get very confusing because they give me these big numbers, but you, you, yeah, but, but you have 184 million. I think what you're saying is you have 184 million spend that went through your platform of which you take some percentage of. So you're actually making maybe 10, 10% of that or 20% of that. What's the number? Yeah, I would say it's typically, I mean, it's over 20%. So it's, um, okay. so it's, um, which I'm not probably supposed to share, but I, I'm why are why are you supposed to share that? You seem like a, you seem like a chill dude that doesn't really give a shit. We're a private company, so it's uh, and again, I don't have investors, so I could share anything I want. Well, you submit you yeah. submit them to Inc, right? But yeah, we submit them to Inc. That's why I have no problem sharing. Yeah. Now what? Now what year was that? How many years ago was this in Inc? Oh, that was last year. So oh, we good. Just got recognized in August. So got it. So that, um, so that would have been that would have been year, fiscal year kind of 2016. Yep. Yeah, okay. exactly. Okay. Got it. That's good. So 2016, 184 million through your platform, about 20% actually is kind of quote revenue, uh, you know, to you guys to call, you know, to, uh, what is that about 40, maybe 35, 40 million ish, 150 people. That's good stuff. When you're, when you're making and deciding what companies to go after in terms of acquisitions, um, how do you do that? What's your process for that? And I would say it's, um, you know, when we look at it, it's, um, you know, we don't, we're not really interested in, uh, market share type, um, type plays anymore. So it's like, um, you know, I'd rather just, uh, out innovate somebody that's, um, you know, and then, um, you know, and, and take their market. It's like, um, the, uh, when we talk about, um, 
you know, we talk about, uh, I would say technology that becomes more interesting. Uh, but it's, um, but the most important thing typically is the founders or the people that are, are actually driving the technology. Um, you know, it's, uh, cause, uh, that, so you're buying a of, brain, you're, you're not trying to buy a customer base or add on additional incremental revenue. You're buying a brain knowledge. Exactly. Like we have the distribution channels down. It's, um, you know, we just, for us, it's as we've been expanding, uh, we have some different things coming out in video. Uh, we have a, a whole new experience coming out, uh, for, uh, for the blow article experience, which is going to change everything. Uh, so we're really excited about that. It's like, um, and, uh, we haven't uh, announced that formally yet, but that's, uh, but that's, uh, that, that's really exciting. That's very cool. And last question here before we wrap up John with the famous five, what are you growing out about year over year? Would you say? Um, I would say we're, we're growing. It depends on the area of the business. I mean, we're growing uh, significantly in some areas. It's like, uh, you know, other areas. Uh, well, come on, John, there's only one area that matters and that's revenue. I mean, I p- part of the reason I'm hitting you on this in a good way is because I love that you're bootstrapped. Uh, like, and I love getting bootstrap stories out there because people think if you want to grow 30, 50, hundred percent year over year, you have to go raise a bunch of capital and it's just not true. I mean, so can you give me a range? What do you, what you're growing at year over year? I would say it's, um, I mean, I, I think in ink, you can look at the actual numbers on there. Cause it's, uh, cause I, I'm never good at quoting numbers like that. I just focus on business. I'm very well, but, operational. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so that was the, but that was, la- that was last year. I mean, you're generally growing revenue or, you know, 20, 30% year over year or a hundred percent year over year doubling. I mean, I would say it's, um, you know, I'm, I'm not usually comfortable if we're not growing, I would say between uh, 50 and a hundred percent. So it's like, um, but, uh, but when I look at that, it's uh, as a bootstrap company, yeah, it's a different way to operate. It's, um, you know, you asked about profit. Well, we have to be generating profit otherwise yeah. we don't exist. So it's like, uh, the, um, but unless really you're sinking about- a bunch of money in to, to, to front the losses. Yeah. And I just don't care about like, um, you know, it's, you know, taking a big handout and making a bunch of money is not important. I mean, there's a, uh, you know, I think we're at a, a point in history where the open internet is, uh, is so important to keep there and keep safe. And right now I feel like there's a great danger to that. And that's, um, and I think people aren't really talking enough about it. Um, but we have the largest monopoly in the world with Facebook and they're, um, you know, and, and they will destroy, uh, the open internet if we don't stop them. So, and what that means, it's, you know, it's, it's not just me or it's whoever it is. It's, uh, it's, it's working together and, uh, you know, I'd say, um, you know, continuing to, to allow an open internet because that's right now. I mean, it's, um, you know, this is the first time in the history of media where there's one potentially one party, uh, that, uh, that completely controls, uh, all the ideas, the innovations, and we've had an explosion of ideas, innovations. I mean, yeah, you know, it's like, um, you know, in the last, uh, I would say the last decade uh, or a couple decades, but it's, uh, but you know, right now that that is all in danger. I don't think people are realizing that. John, when you look at the, the war for the quote bottom of the blog article, uh, Discus is a major player. Uh, they were just acquired. Uh, they've got sites on potentially moving into this space. How do you look at what competitors are offering and does that change your roadmap at all? Oh, I think that's, um, I think that's awesome that, uh, you know, you're, you're, uh, talking about Daniel and his company there. It's like, uh, the, I think they're, they're a cool company. I think there's a, a number of different comment companies that are really interesting. Um, you know, it's, uh, I, I think it needs to happen. I think there needs to be more innovation. I think there needs to be, I, I welcome more of, um, more of that. I mean, even the way we've sort of, you know, rethought the future, uh, you know, it's about connecting with people. Uh, and that's, um, and that's something that's so important. I mean, I was hoping when I asked that question, you were going to like spit at your webcam and go, we can't wait to win the space or something really hardcore. Instead, you give me this fluffy, duffy, great answer. The right, that's the that's right not, answer. No, it's, I mean, it's the truth. Like we, <laughs> it, it has nothing to do. It's like, again, it, that, that would all be, you know, it's like, you know, it's, um, you know, as an entrepreneur, it's like, um, you know, the, the greatest risk I would say to, uh, to my business is ego. It's like, um, 
it's uh, you know, that's uh, that's the greatest risk to any of our business. So it's uh, you know, we have to be able to you know learn from each other. We have to be able to uh, work together and and make a difference. There's a lot of companies that we could work with. Uh, and, you know, every, every decision is, you know, you, you could work with somebody, you're competing with somebody. It's like, uh, but even that you, there's, there's ways to compete the right way. So it's, um, yep. Let's wrap up here, John, with the famous five quick one word answers here. Number one, what's the last business book you read? Um, Bible, the Bible. <laughs> yeah. That's All right. The only that's that good. Number two, <laughs> is there a CEO you're following or studying right now? Uh, I, I love a lot of the different, uh, different CEOs for different traits. I mean, I, I, you know, I think Bezos has, uh, you know, created some massive scale. John, I mean, just name uh, one. That's kind of an underground oh, one, not a mainstream one. All right. It's, um, you know, I'd say, um, you know, I mean, it's, they're all, they're all probably mainstream. The ones name one in Sarasota. Yeah. You really respect the, who you get dinner with and chat business about. Um, you know, it's, uh, I, I have a lot of respect for Larry Solove of, uh, Breitbart. It's like, um, you know, and taking on the establishment. All right. Number three, what's your favorite online tool? Uh, favorite online tool besides this podcast, of course. You know, John, I, you're supposed I to love... butter me up at the beginning and then you get easy questions. Uh, That's how it works. You did it backwards. Yeah, all hard questions. Love it. <laughs> like, uh, but um, yeah, no, I'd say uh, the open internet. I mean, it's a, yeah, that's a, that's the thing is like, there's so many different tools. I mean, I'm on the internet 24 seven. So it's, um, you know, and I, I'd say it's, you know, so whatever it is that, uh, that I'm accessing, it's, you know, it's, it's that information that, that I love. Number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? Um, well, now that my kids started elementary school, a lot less because uh, I'm typically a night owl. But it's like, uh, but now I'm going to, um, I go to bed typically around midnight and I, I wake up between 6 and 6.30. So. All right, so call it six and a half. That's good. Now, yeah, what's your situation? Married, single, how many kids do you have? Uh, married with three kids. Three. Okay, wow. And, what's, and how old are you? Um, 37. 37. Last question. Take us back 17 years. What do you wish your 20-year-old self knew, John? Oh my goodness. It's like, uh, that's a great question. I mean, we got like, uh, yeah, I would say, uh, you know, don't fear failure, expect it. Uh, I'd say, uh, you know, always treat time as more valuable than money. I, uh, don't live for others affection, but always live for others. Um, you know, be selective with who you surround yourself with. Um, you know, if everyone loves the idea, go back to the drawing board. Uh, you know, it's uh, if everyone calls the idea crazy, then you're ready to start. Uh, always make the tough decisions. Never let money drive the decisions. Um, never stop learning. The Are you reading you can, your 10 commandments off a wall right I, now? I literally just, I just wrote these down. So yeah, I'm like, uh, I got them down. Yeah. So it's like, uh, I, I was waiting for this question. I was hoping <laughs> you had to be the last one. That's good. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> no, I mean, sometimes the race decided at the starting point. If hate is where it starts, you've already lost. Uh, alternatively, if love is where it starts, you already won. Uh, and then most important, never give up. There you guys have it from John. I can't summarize that up in, in five seconds because there was too much goodness there. So replay yeah. that a few times to get yourself motivated this morning. John, again, launched Rev Content after he sold his first company. He launched this one back in 2013. He's bootstrapped it, which I love. Has uh, locations in England, San Francisco, India, Sarasota, where he's based to see my team of 150 people focused on giving power back and taking it away from the duopoly, Google and Facebook when it comes to online advertising, uh, really doing it in a kind-hearted way uh, with the right intentions around the open internet. Again, growing rapidly. 2016, they did about $184 million in process spend. They take about 20% of that, so call it 35 to $40 million-ish in revenue. He likes to be growing 50 to 100% year over year. John, thank you for taking us to the top. Awesome, Nathan. Great talking to you.